You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I've been doing a little bit of thinking lately about conspiracies, you know, underhanded behavior by those in positions of power, worrying about that or not. I finally got around to seeing the movie Vice the other day, um, which is mainly a comedy, but uh, because, you know, the the writer-director, Adam McKay, his roots are in comedy with Anchorman and I think Step Brothers. But then he also did, uh, he also did the big, the big uh, short, which was more of a drama. And this vice has elements of drama to it. Uh, and he's coming out, his, his next film is that Don't Look Up with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl Streep and all that. Jonah Hill. Um, so he's been he's been doing more like satire lately than pure comedies, you know, than Step Brothers, Anchorman type comedies. But his his movies have scenes and uh, sections of them that are absurdist, like true hundred percent comedy. You know, Vice had a number of them. Vice Vice really did teeter more towards comedy than satire. But anyway. A big element of the movie, uh, telling the story of uh, of Dick Cheney, vice president under George H. No, George W. Bush, not George H. W. That was the father, George W. W. Um, one of the themes of the movie, or the basically the primary message, is how. A guy who was just like sort of a drunk loser, schlub, but got some connections and just sort of skated through with politics and decided to use politics for power. And it was really um, nothing, had nothing to do with intelligence or skill or anything. Just just sort of like an invisible man, a ghost type character who just was pushed by his wife to to have more and to be more important and decided to use that as an impetus to just grab power. And, And it really painted politics and people in positions of importance as uh, not caring about, you know, right or wrong or taking care of the people or carrying out obligations or being civil servants and basically more or less just doing things that, not not and primary to to Dick Cheney in this movie was not his financial benefit. I mean that was certainly taken care of, but it was more about taking care of the people whose financial situations wanted to benefit by you know deregulation, et cetera, all the things the Republicans always push for to help the rich and help corporations and so on. So the movie was basically saying about Dick Cheney that uh his focus was not entirely on the money for him or his family. It was it was even more so about pleasing those around him because he learned firsthand by being the right-hand man lackey of Donald Rumsfeld, uh, you know, just how to get by by just 
always agreeing. So that's that they were trying to portray him as a man who was taught by being Rumsfeld's lackey uh, to just be a yes man, basically, and to be loyal, be loyal to your group, uh, and 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 don't worry about what you believe in or ethics or uh, overriding themes. And so that's what it paints. It's just a power grab and giving power to those around you and protecting and insulating the group that is yours um, from anyone else reproaching them or anyone else taking their money, etc. That's the definite message in the portrait of that movie, and it does it in a funny way. But what I liked about it, it's it reminded me of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Martin Scorsese's film with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, It reminded me of that because that movie similarly portrayed people making a lot of money living in the big shot world of supposedly of business, but it showed them to really not be big shots at all, not be intellectuals, not be, you know, high minded, uh, not be well read or well spoken or anything. Just basically they're just doing money grabs and they're hustling and they're finding ways to get by and breaking the law and not even worrying about it, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that movie uh, was more of a drama, and Martin Scorsese, even though he made being rich and unethical seem in a way almost fun, uh, he clearly was judging it. You felt in Wolf of Wall Street a sense of um, condemnation of the overall behavior in Texas, and in the end, you know, it all falls apart with indictments, etc. This movie showed all the horrible things that have happened in the world with respect to terrorism and, and you know, the um, the Patriot Act that allowed for warrantless uh, surveillance of citizens and and all and torture, uh, you know, and all these things that happened under Cheney that he set in motion, this guy that was a nobody, really, but because he could um, sort of bully a Bush into letting him be, you know, President A, Two or a you know a one behind the scenes because Bush needed him to run with him to win the election is the way they portrayed it. Um, so he finagled a plan where he would basically do way more than any vice president ever does. But um, it shows all of this. Both of these movies, Wolf of Wall Street, Vice. What it what it paints is these people like they have no ethics, like they don't care about right and wrong. And, you know, it really looks at it with a, a paranoid eye. And I, I think the liberals do this all the time and left-leaning people do this all the time and Democrats do it all the time. They're always painting Republicans as bad guys um, because the Republicans are not looking out for the the whole, you know, they're looking out for themselves and their ilk. But so are the liberals. I mean, so are the liberals when you think about it. I mean, I I just noticed with these trials about the death of, uh, you know, the Rittenhouse trial, shooting some other people on the street during Black Lives Matter protests, all the black people taking that personally, when it really wasn't personal, you know, and uh, the liberals villainizing Rittenhouse because he was there sort of as a vigilante portrayed as an anti-Black Lives Matter type of guy worried more about the looters, you know, and trying to get them as bad guys. So therefore he's a bad guy. 
And then the other case in Georgia of the black kid who was running down the street and was killed by three guys or whatever. Uh, and everybody's complaining about the justice system. It never works. And then I see women start to complain. Well, what about the women that have been sitting in jail for years because they killed their abusers? Which I really want to look into that one. I, I really have a hard time believing that a woman that truly kills a man who's abusing her in self-defense doesn't get off with that defense. I think what maybe you have is a case where a woman murders <laughs> a guy who she alleges abused her in the past, but not in circumstances where the abuse was going on or where she was in danger and where she could have left, but maybe murdered him for his money. And who knows? I mean, the bottom line is I want to look at the facts of each one of those cases, but that's not the point. My point is yeah, the women are saying, okay, blacks, you know, but what about the women who are screwed by the justice system? Meanwhile, of course, white men, we have nothing to complain about. Apparently, we we get the benefit of everything, even though I'm 55, white, male, and I've definitely not gotten the benefit of most anything in my entire life. In fact, I've lost out time and time again to minorities and women every single time I've had an opportunity to advance in my life. So whatever, but I'm not complaining. Everyone else is that's a liberal. They're all a bunch of complainers, and all they're really looking out for is themselves, their ilk, their ilk, their life. They're bitter because they didn't make enough money. They're bitter because they don't feel like they got enough advancements because the people that had the money kept it from them. They're complaining about the rich people and their power, not because they really think those people are bad, but because they want a part of it, and they didn't get it, and they're resentful. So really, no matter what side you're looking at, conservative or liberal, you have people that are really looking out for themselves. And the only thing I like better about the Democrats and the liberals in general is that they also at least profess to and want to try to look out for everyone where the Republicans don't. So I think that automatically makes them on a moral high ground in comparison to the Republicans because they are literally openly striving to benefit parts of their group that aren't them. But when you, like I said, when you break it down, they're really all looking out for them. And, you know, there's a lot of anger and resentment there. And I don't think that there's, there's a lot of bad motive behind a lot of the Democrats too. And I guess what I'm saying is this, I had me thinking, are the people in power really as evil as we paint them? I mean, you look at these movies made by liberals and, and, and just in general, the conspiracy theories are on both sides. I've been reading more and more about the crazy thoughts and conspiracies of liberal people and what they're alleging is happening. And everybody paints the people in charge, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, as villainous and, and um, seeking greed and power and... It, and everyone's afraid of them because they're looking out for an interest that counters their own. If if the person in charge is not your doesn't suit your ideologies, then they're a bad guy. And then they're into power and then they're into they're going to enforce things that are going to destroy your happiness and your world. So they're a threat. And so I was looking at Dick Cheney and the story of his life, and I've been thinking in general lately more about people in power and saying what I used to do all of my life was assume the best about people and assume that um, people are in positions of power, authority, they generally do what's right with it 
because they have an obligation and they feel it and they don't want to be bad and they don't want to break the law and they do want to help people. That's why they ran for office or decided to be on a board or a group. But everyone around me seems to think everybody's a bad actor. Nobody trusts politicians. And what's so funny, you see them, they just want the vote. They just won. Someone that's in office for six years isn't looking to get a vote. They're looking to do their job. I mean, this idea that every move a politician makes is, you know, to support their benefactors, you know, to thank them for getting getting them in and all that. I I just don't, I mean, just, just as an ideology, I have an ideology that says that's not how people operate. See, I have a basic principle, a human principle that I then effect, effectuate as an ideology politically too. Well, I think people often will do the right thing in, according to their, their principles um, because, that's, because at the end of the day, when you're in a position of power, you realize that there is, that's what's expected of you. Now, we have obvious examples of some really uh, out there counter humans <laughs> like Trump. People that clearly aren't into doing the right thing and clearly are self-interested and, and, and you know, the worst thing you can imagine they'll be, they'll be working to do. But I'm not going to let a Trump or even the conspiracy theorist that he um, unveiled <laughs> um, affect my overall belief that that's not the norm. And, you know, I looked at Dick Cheney and I looked at uh, how successful he was and how successful his wife was. And, um, and the family they have and his daughter Liz Cheney and how uh, supportive, I mean, how she's been willing, as conservative as she is, been willing to stand up against Trump and the whole uh, insurrection as being wrong. And she's taken hits for it like crazy now. And I think, you know, that kind of principled woman wouldn't have been raised by the the idiot lech that this movie Vice painted Dick Cheney to be. I don't believe that the, the principles that Liz Cheney are, is standing for, which is you'd think would be common sense and everyone would stand for them. But when the entire party's gone insane, it takes a lot of courage, guts, and... Um, principle to to do what Liz Cheney's been doing and um although I you know I, I I hesitate to applaud her because she's voted extremely conservatively over the course of her life um I just find it hard to believe that Dick Cheney was the 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 dirtbag as they called him in the movie the dirtbag um that the movie portrays him to be uh if she's one of his daughters and the other one is, you know, is a lesbian daughter um, who the movie portrays that they betrayed, they betrayed and Liz Cheney betrayed by saying they wouldn't support gay marriage. But what they didn't mention in that movie right around that same time, if you recall, when Joe Biden and Barack Obama ran for president in 2008 and one, they also did not support gay marriage. That's not mentioned in that movie. So the big horrific thing where the the Cheneys betray their own daughter because Liz Cheney goes on TV and denies that she won't support gay marriage and 
And, the, you know, the other daughter, Mary, says, you know, you, you must have been aware she was going to do this. She wouldn't do anything without talking to you guys first, our parents, you know. And she feels all betrayed and she's crying and they're making this dramatic scene out of that. I'm thinking, yeah, well, look, nobody running for a major political office at that time supported gay marriage, okay? That happened years, just, just a few years later, but it, it's our country has only recently begun to evolve with respect to marijuana, with respect to gay marriage. You know, there are some issues that are still tr trans people's rights, uh, gay people's rights in the workplace, et cetera, that, you know, these are recent, these are very recent, say the last 10 years, uh, things that have come about more in the United States. So it's not some awful thing as it was portrayed in a movie that, that, the, that they weren't in support of it despite the fact that they had a gay daughter. It just wasn't politically prudent. And I don't think it makes someone a, a villain um, to take that position publicly, even if privately they, they don't believe it. I mean, you, that's not lying per se. It's a political issue that you have a you have an what you do personally might differ from what you, your constituents would support. So you want to represent what your constituents support as opposed to what maybe you would do. That's part of being a, a politician. Is is everything's not about you? See, Trump. If you don't want Trumps, you don't want people to just do what benefits them all the time. You want you want them to pull back and say what what is the view of my constituents mostly. Uh, the majority of them, you know, and sometimes I'll support that position as opposed to what I might disagree with. You know, I understand that that issue in particular is a sensitive one and so on and so forth. All I'm saying is uh, there were everyone was a bad guy on that issue publicly back then and painting Cheney as some evil person and the family is betraying their own daughter was a bit over the top. And I think that's that's sort of. Uh, emblematic of what I found interesting about that movie. I won't say wrong with the movie, but the concept of being paranoid of assuming an overlaying a bad motive to people who just have different ideologies than you or otherwise maybe don't have the resume that you would think would make them a, a great president or vice president or politician or position of power person, <laughs> position of power person. Alliteration for that's a lot of alliter alliteration for people placed in powerful posts. It's Albert Brooks from Broadcast News making fun of William Hurt, who was using alliteration on on uh, his broadcast that he got to do live, which our Albert Brooks bombed out at with a sweat fest when he was doing trying to be a, an anchor man. Anyway, I think that. Uh, what a lot of people will do is they waste a lot of time concocting conspiracy theories and and expecting that everybody in power is doing a is a bad guy and doing the wrong thing and i and i just i realize most of my life i haven't wanted to bother with that i have beliefs i believe in and i disagree vehemently with the vast majority of the republican platform and with people on sports and with people about movies and with people, you name it. I have very strong opinions and I am passionate about them. So I've had many disagreements with many people in various forms all throughout my life. But I'm not going to ascribe bad motives to the people that disagree with me. I'm not going to assume that because they disagree with me, that means that they are selfish or greedy or, or immoral or 
You know, even on an issue that's ethical. If someone differs with me on an ethical issue, I'm not going to say they're a bad person. Now, Trump is a bad person. We know that. I mean, he he was outed 50 million times over. Um, but I don't believe that just because someone was duped by him, even to this day, and still believes and thinks he's great somehow, that makes each and every one of those people a bad person. I don't think they're falling um, victim to the conspiracy theories and whatever else because they're bad people. I think oftentimes it's moreover that they're not very smart. My theory is that most of the people that are don't believe in the pandemic still or that you know don't think that the insurrection was bad, they're just not very smart. They're stupid. They're stupid people. I think, honestly, the biggest problem we have in this country is a lack of overall intelligence and ability to suss out information and understand the difference between bullshit and fact. I think it's an intelligence issue, but I don't think it's an underhanded evil issue. And I don't believe that when Republicans get into power, they do bad things because they're inherently bad. And I don't believe that Dick Cheney, um, his actions that he took as vice president were somehow just to utilize power and, and grease the hands of his cronies and the rich people around him. I mean, there was some of that. Look, everybody that gets in a position of power is going to scratch the back of those who scratch theirs. You know, there's going to be some of that. And that is done by liberals and Democrats, every bit as much as Republicans. Everybody's going to take care of their own. People that support a charitable cause, it's generally one that affected them personally. Like if they pick a particular cancer institute to raise money for, then you find out that someone in their family died of that particular form of cancer. That's normal. People, you know, all of us have our internal biases and we have our preferences and we act according to them in in some to some degree. That's normal. It doesn't make us bad. I mean, if we're in a position where we're supposed to be more objective, we should fight against our biases as much as possible and act according to the objective truths and whole and ethical values that apply, irrespective of our biases, as much as possible. But nobody's perfect. But that doesn't mean I'm going to assume that everybody in power and the government, et cetera, is doing this or doing that. They don't care. Politicians don't care. They just want to get elected. They're just after money. I don't think of uh, people in power that way. I still look at people and say, how did they get that power? And I don't say it's because they were lucky or they were rich. They bought their way in. I don't, I don't think of America that jaded. I just don't. I know way too much. I'm, I'm too smart about all the stories of the various people that have had power to believe that lie, that they all bought their power, that it's all corrupt, that it's crooked. I know for a fact, because I've bothered to read, understand, listen, and learn throughout my life, that that's not true. That there are, a lot, there are lots and lots of people who have, who have ascended to positions of power in, in this country over the course of its existence, 250 years almost, um, who who did so because they deserved it, they earned it, who, who, who got the power that they had and used it uh, effectively and efficiently and who, who did the right thing. And uh, I know that uh, 
Many people, even as they got rich or got power, had morals and ethics as a guiding force. Uh, just as I know that faith and belief in God isn't inherently bad and people that choose to be Christians aren't inherently judgmental assholes and closed-minded, etc., like they're sometimes portrayed by the left. Um, I mean, there are, there are a lot of um, cliches and uh, generalizations and stereotypes applied by all of us to everyone and across the board. And um, some of them are uh, true some of the time, and a lot of them are not true most of the time. But uh, I don't think in the end that it means that Look, people suck because if you want to say people suck, I will agree with you on this at, at this level. People suck because they generally don't um, spend enough time uh, thinking about things beyond their own self-interest. That's true. I would say that. And that's true of politicians and judges and, and uh, people in the workforce and people in relationships. I do think that on the whole, people have a problem. Uh, stepping back more and being more uh, objective and trying to be more empathetic. And I do think that people are really self-driven and self-interested. But I don't think that means that they're bad people, is what I'm saying. I think that's a flaw, and I think that makes for bad behavior sometimes. But it doesn't mean they're inherently a bad person. I'm not going to ascribe to those people these awful, terrible conspiracy theories. I'm not going to assume that they're breaking laws behind the scenes, that it's all about getting rich just for them. I mean, sure, they suck to the degree that they too often are driven by their self-interest in things that they do and the way they use their power. But that's not anything that isn't a potential problem for you or me or any of us. All of us are going to be have to fight against that instinct to, to be driven in our behaviors by our self-interest and to try to be more empathetic and understanding of others and to try to support interests that maybe don't benefit us because it's the right thing to do. That's a challenge for all of us. And I don't think it makes someone inherently evil or bad or rotten. And I'm not going to spend my time. I'm not going to work overtime worrying about people in power all the time is my point. I think at the end of the day, it's up to the people to do the right thing. And it's a shame that they don't too often. And it does make it so that you can say people suck, that too often people in authority and people with power misuse it or assholes with it. They don't use it wisely. But it's not because there's some deep conspiracy going on. It's not because there's some interwoven plan where they're winking at each other and then people in power, how can we devise a plan to keep the proletariat down and to, you know, I don't believe in that. I don't think of the world that way because I know too much. I've seen too much, you know. Because of my upbringing, the people I've been around, I've seen both sides. I really have. I've seen people in need, struggling. I've been one. I've been a person. I'm one currently, struggling financially, really barely making and hanging on for better days to come. I've also had some good days and had, you know, uh, and, and I had good, good education, but I've been around people who are less educated. I've worked with and, and around and for people that are that are much less educated than me, people that are that have completely different ideologies than me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've, I've seen a lot, and I believe that overall people are, you know, they're the only flaws that they, they get too myopic with their own self-interest, but they that's not an inherently evil trait. And I don't think that there's some plot that the people that get to positions of power are all working 
to, to, to keep that power and squash everyone else around them. Now, Trump did it, and Trump was obvious about it, but I don't think that that's uh, the norm. And I don't believe that that's, when you look at, when you lo- look, when you look at the stories of what goes on behind networks, right? It's not mainstream media. They're not some big corporate block behaving in a certain way. They all have different people working for them and they report in different ways and they allow for different information to come out. And um, even Fox News has proven that as bad as they are and, and as much as they've been a, a mouthpiece for uh, disinformation in many respects, they've had people like Mike Wallace currently, uh, Mike Wallace's son, uh, Chris Wallace rather, um, and others who have stood up for and left the network and 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 have disagreed with policies and have, and even when they've been on the network have 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 tried to be more objective etc i mean i don't believe there's any such thing as like some sort of reigning evil empire in america i mean maybe in one little corporation example you could pull up or maybe in one person example like donald trump but even within trump's administration he had tremendous dissent and tremendous amount of people trying to to change his behaviors and curtail them and and you know there was there were, you know all the novels that have come out since and lots of people look at all the people he could let go and fire they they turned on him so so we we are not a nation of giant block conspiracies if you think that way i just think you're you're not being intelligent just because people act in accordance with their self-interest too much. That's human nature. That's every country. That doesn't mean, well, in America. No, there is no, in America, things are really bad. There isn't. In America, people are people, and that's sometimes bad. But I don't believe we have blocks of conspiracies, blocks of power. Look, I work for the government. There's another example. I had friends who back in the day, I don't know that they believe this anymore, but believed that the government was doing X, Y, and Z. You know, and when, and when this is when Bush and Cheney were in charge and with the Patriot Act, they thought the government was spying on them. Well, I was part of the government. You know, I wasn't spying on them. Who is the government? It's, yes, there are people in positions of power doing certain things that they may, we may not like, but generally they are overturned later by what? The government. Other, other factions come in and change the laws and do away with them and use them in different ways. And I don't believe, as a, as a government employee, I do not believe that there is a block of the government that is using information against the people to keep them down. I just know for a fact it's a lie. That's a lie. And even though we have there, – there are instances in the CIA and in the White House and in you know the FBI of misuse of information, of uh, u- utilization of uh, information for personal benefit, personal gain, financial gain – there are always there's betrayal there there's you know double agents right i mean we, there are always instances where people do the wrong thing for their own benefit but it doesn't mean there's a big conspiratorial block of people consistently doing that in a manner that's been going on for years that's keeping other people down i don't think of the country that way i will never think of the country that way because i know it's not true i know it's not true um and so when I watch movies where they act like that's what happened, 
some guy who didn't deserve there got in charge and just did all of these things in some sort of big block evil manner. I, it's not true, you know. You might disagree with a lot of the decisions they made, but they made them for reasons that are way more complex than a power shift. They made them for reasons that were a lot more nuanced than just greed and money. I mean, it might have been influenced too much by self-interest, these decisions, but it wasn't the only thing driving a giant world-changing, war-mongering decision. Okay? So I don't believe people are that simple. They don't start wars because of some, I don't know, idea about wanting to flex their power and be more presidential. That might be the underlying uh, motive. That might be one of the underlying uh, impetuses to to take the behavior, but it's not the one and only motive for for starting a war is 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 being presidential or grabbing the money or you know I mean it's just people are people are more nuanced than that and again we we need to watch those in power and we need to be critical of them and we we need to keep an eye on them. Uh, I believe in that, and I'm glad for the watchdog groups and so forth and whistleblowers and um, and certainly the media. A free and open media is hugely important for that reason. But as all the president's men, that investigation of Nixon showed, you know, um, a cover-up for a break-in because the president is paranoid and insecure about maintaining his power and he loses it anyway that's not that evil of a story really when you think about it that's human nature going crazy in one man who had the power to let his human nature go crazy that's that's actually something you'd expect from from people uh, from time to time but not on the whole Every president isn't going to naturally behave that way. Oh, come on. He's the most powerful man in the world. Of course he's going to do these awful things. No. Of course he's going to serve his self-interest and utilize, you know, and commit crimes and everything else and create slush funds in order to try to preserve his power. Of course he's going to incite an insurrection (laughs) and overthrow the Capitol to stop a, a free and fair election from being validated of course no i don't i don't agree those are rare examples of bad actors who who spiral who have spiraled out of control and they're examples of why we need watchdog groups and whistleblowers and and we need to be vigilant with our media etc to prevent those people from doing those types of things but i am not going to believe that that's the norm I do not believe that there is a block of people anywhere in any agency of the government or any other faction of the country other than terrorist groups or you know evil cults sure there are pockets of people that that pop up from time to time in our culture that that they center on evil activities or immoral activities you know but I, I it's no different than a bank robbing crew people love the movie heat right where De Niro and his crew and they're they're robbing places for the money. Uh, yeah, okay, they exist, right? Those groups exist, but I'm not going to believe that that's our country. That's America. America is a bunch of institutions like De Niro's crew in heat. No, 
America is a bunch of institutions like Trump and his people that he had closest to him. And they're thinking of bend the laws and break the laws because they can. No. America is Nixon. No. And, and nor do I believe every Republican is like that. Nor do I believe that uh, people that have ideologies that are extremely against mine are, are necessarily evil people. Um, and, and I don't believe that when they get in power, they're going to do all kinds of underhanded things that just support the rich and greed and support power structures. I think that they uh, will be leaning that way because of their self-interest, but uh, in many other respects will we'll do the right thing, like John McCain did. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, we still are a country full of nuanced people trying to do the best, even in power. And I don't believe in wasting a lot of time worrying about rich and powerful people as being somehow doing underhanded things that are that are not good for the country or for me. I don't believe in that. I think that by and large, the people in power are doing things that are good. And by and large, the people in power are taking care of stressful and important things that I'm not doing because I don't have the power. And by and large, people in power are responsible for a lot. A lot of things I'm glad I'm not responsible for. And I'm trusting in them to, to take care of these matters. And um, they're getting paid a lot because it's an important job. And um, they're not perfect and they have flaws, but at the end of the day, we have, I think, good systems, checks and balances to put people in these positions and take them out, both within companies and uh, within the government uh, and all forms of government, um, so that by and large, the majority of our leaders in any area of life in America are pretty sound. And by and large, the decisions being made are, are generally speaking, the most prudent ones. I believe that. Um, so I'm a believer in the power structure and institutions of America and the people of America. And that if you try hard, work hard enough and, and aspire to positions of power, you're going to get one. And, and you'll probably do a pretty good job with it. Uh, if you get it, you probably deserved it. I look at my life and I never did ascend to a position of power. never will at this point. Um, and I'm okay with that. Because I feel like I'm just maybe I was the personality type that wouldn't have been suited for it. Um, and I don't like all that pressure and I don't want all that responsibility. You know, it's hard enough for me to manage my own life. Uh, it's, it's hard, I think, to, to try to work through the different challenges that life brings up. You know, to do it on a big scale, it takes a certain type of personality and mindset. And no, I don't think it means they're all sociopaths or greed mongers or power mongers or no, I just don't agree with that. I just think they're a different type of personality than me. They have different sensibilities and abilities than I do. And that's why when I went to ascend to positions of power, people would judge me as not worthy because obviously they could see that I don't have those sensibilities that you need for power uh, to some degree. I mean, I, I'm willing to accept that, even though I, I, I know it's not true. It's in certain positions, in certain areas of my life, I know I had 
what it should have been in positions of power. I knew I, w- I know I would have done a great job, but you don't always get what you what you uh, deserve in life. And um, and again, overall, overall, I think there's a certain type of person for that those types of jobs. And I'm not that type of person on the whole. Now, specifically, yeah, I should have had a couple of things that I tried to get in my life. I should have had them. I could have done them. I sh- should have done them. But, oh, well, bad luck, whatever. But on the whole, I would say I'm just not that type of person. I don't want to be. And I'm not going to worry and think because I don't have the power. That means everyone that has it is a shithead and they're bad and they're trying to hurt me. And I'm going to create all these paranoid theories about what's going on up there and how it's all just hurting the little guy and money's controlling everything and it's all fixed and, you know, it's all never, of course, that's going to happen. You know, the refs are fixed. The NFL owners are fixing it. The black man, of course, he's, you know, the the legal system's fixed and never the courts are all fixed. Women, the courts are fixed against women. You know, no, I'm not going to believe that dumb shit because it's dumb. It's dumb. I've been around too long. I've seen too much. I know that it's way more complicated than that. People are way more nuanced than that. And like I said, by and large, it is my humble opinion of knowledge. (laughs) It's my humble knowledge, disguised as an opinion, that the vast majority of people in positions of power earned it, deserve it, and do good with it. And uh, and the only reason people suck is that their self-interest too often takes over. But that applies to people without power. That applies to people. And also, they're too stupid. I think if people in general need to work on two things, and I'll leave you with this. Try to be more empathetic and think less about yourself and more about others in everything you do in your day. And two, try to learn more and keep your mind open more and understand more. Don't jump to conclusions so much based upon predisposed ways of thinking. Because what you believed yesterday might be dead wrong today. It might have been true yesterday, but it's no longer true. Always keep in mind that we live in an evolving culture and knowledge is ever growing. People believed the world was flat. Even in the Bible, you read about all four corners of the earth. It says that in various passages of the Bible. The four corners of the earth. And that's become sort of like a colloquialism. Oh, we understand that it's just a metaphor, but it wasn't. They were talking about corners of the earth because <laughs> the earth was a square <laughs> or a rectangle. How did they know it wasn't a triangle? Maybe it was a flat triangle of the earth. But anyway, I digress. The point is knowledge is always changing. And evolving. So I think the two biggest flaws in people, they're not empathetic enough, too self-driven. And two, they're just too stuck in their old patterns of thought. And they're unwilling to be reasoned with or debated and have their mind changed. And my God, that's one of the best things in life. Still to this day, as a 55-year-old man, I will profess... One of the best things in life is learning something new, especially, especially in an area where you thought you knew everything or you thought you knew everything there was to know or at least everything you needed to know to find out you were wrong. And there was a key piece of information that you were unaware of, and it might even change your entire position on a matter. That's wonderful. Those moments are fantastic. 
Why do we pretend otherwise? Why can't we say, you know what? This is great. This happened and it's great. I'm glad this happened. I'm glad I learned this. I'm glad I was wrong. Because, well, I'm not glad I was wrong, but I mean, I'm glad I found out I was wrong. It's better to know and have a changed position than have stayed that other way the rest of my life and been so stupid. Isn't that a good feeling? When you, when you can say, my God, I, I was actually thinking that other thing all that time. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little bit upset that I was corrected in the sense that nobody you know, likes to be wrong. But thank you for correcting me. Thank you for teaching me because now I won't be stupid on that matter for the rest of my life. And now I know something I didn't know before. And it's always good to have your eyes opened. So that's, that's the message I leave you with. Instead of spending all your time worrying about the evil people above you pulling strings and setting into play conspiratorial behaviors that are thwarting your existence, why don't you just, why don't you just uh, worry more about what you know and don't know and worry more about trying to do the right thing for everyone and not just your own self all the time? That's all. All right? Good. I love you. Yabba da boop